Hello and welcome to Thickcast. I am your host Molly Edwards and today I have joining me Kez. Would you like to introduce yourself to everyone for me please? Yeah of course. So my name is Kazaya Sue Marcus but everyone calls me Kez. I'm 23 years old and I've been um, this season competing in the bikini and tone figure category. Yes. So what's kind of like your competing history? I know it because I've been there most shows <laughs> yeah so um my first show was back in april 2019 um and that was a first time a show at sax um where was it in stafford yeah stafford that was it it was their pca's first ever first time a show wasn't it yeah yeah it was we did their first one <laughs> it was mad honestly it was such a good show but um, I didn't really have like any off season or anything before that. I pretty much I'd been like lifestyle training for about a year before the show. And then I was just like, oh, let's just jump into it. But um, I only did a 10 week prep, which for a female is just a bit ridiculous. I don't know what the hell me and my coach were thinking at the time, but I only did a 10 week prep. And for PCA, they do want quite a lean look. So Although I got first call out in my first show, I think there was, what, 16 girls on that stage? Mm-hmm. Something along those lines. There was a lot of us. There was more than that. Was there more than 16? I've made, I think there's about 30 on stage. There was a lot of us, weren't there? <laughs> there was definitely more than 16. <laughs> yeah, but th- so that, yeah, there was a lot of us anyway. Um, so I got first call outs, didn't place. And then when I got feedback from the judges, it was like, just come in tighter. And my plan was only to do that show and then go straight into off season. But they had um, Saxon two weeks later. So we we're like, oh, you know, it's close to home. I might as well just do it. So I I remember like murdering myself for those two weeks. We came in slightly tighter, but not not really. It definitely wasn't. Yeah. Right. So again, that one, there was only five of us on that stage that time. I um, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, the second time round, there wasn't many of us. Um, I didn't... Say that again. Saxon's normally part of the show. Yeah, to be fair, all of the other classes were, apart from junior bikini. Is there any... So I didn't place in that one. Um, and then when afterwards, I just went straight into off-season. Again, feedback was, shape's nice, come in with more condition, a little bit more muscle all the way around. Um I rebounded terribly for that show, like really, really bad. Um, <laughs> I was looking back at photos the other day as well because I was like, oh, I wonder how I looked. It, it was awful. Um, and then I kind of went into an off season, but I wasn't very strict with any of it. Um, and by time, so I was just kind of just messing around with it. My training was improving, but. I wasn't really good, great with my nutrition. Did you leave your coach then as well after those shows? Yeah, I did. Left my coach. I then um, joined Josh McHale to help me like with the, after my rebound, because I was yeah. like, oh, this is awful. Like I was the heaviest I'd ever been in my life. And I was like, and it was like, you know, that typical like watery look. Yeah. That nice. So I joined Josh and actually I really got on well with Josh. Um, and I, I probably would have done my prep with him, actually, to be honest, if it, if I didn't join Joe. Um, but, then you know, there's various decisions, but I just really wanted to join Joe, to be honest, because I've known Joe for years. But we did 
like three or four months just to get myself back to a normal standard and then by time I was kind of in a good position to like push things and actually just be a bit more stable the pandemic hit so obviously everybody had kind of that year of lockdown and uncertainty and not really training or anything like that um I tried to do some home workouts I won't we did buy a multi-gym equipment with like a lap pull down and stuff like that on it um yeah because your husband's quite into training as well isn't he yeah yeah it didn't last very long but then one of our mates had a home gym it wasn't that close to our house so you know it was one of those that we were going there when things eased up a little bit before the gyms were fully open uh but again it was quite far and it was like it was one of those that I just didn't really do anything to be honest those two years felt like a write-off so when I kind of jumped in this year or started getting serious again about it at the end of 2021 I was like oh god God, like have I made enough improvements to step on stage again yeah I don't know I didn't know what the answer was to that one um so I I decided I was like you know what I am gonna prep though because this is my last year as a junior so I thought I want to just make the most out of the fact that some federations I can do two categories uh, being junior and open. So I joined Joe, I think, in January, February time. And we did a couple of weeks just trying to get like my body used to eating on a meal plan because I was eating. I, I eat like an idiot if I'm not on a meal plan. Like genuinely, I'm so bad with food if I'm just left to my own devices because I end up getting in this rut, you know, where you work quite a lot and then you just don't eat. And then when you do eat, you yeah. just crap. This is literally me. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, I've not eaten all day. I need <laughs> calories in me. <laughs> That's literally how I was. And I was like, yeah, no, if I try and prep now, my body probably isn't going to respond. So me and Joe, we just tried to get to a point where my body was responding and we we're working good. And um, so this year was interesting for me because we actually had our wedding in Greece in June. So it was like in the middle of prep, wedding, holiday for 10 days. And I was like, no, was it It was two weeks. And I was like, oh God, like, what am I thinking here? So we decided to start earlier. So we actually did like 35 weeks in total, which sounds like a really long time, but I will just say my prep was really enjoyable. It didn't get hard until about four weeks out from the first show. And then from that first show to the last show was quite difficult. But before that, it was all really, really enjoyable. Do you know what? Uh, That's what I think it should be. I always think you shouldn't really be feeling it until you're about four to six weeks. If you're feeling it before then, you're doing something very wrong. Or Mm. what I see with some people is they're like, yeah, so I'm on prep now. uh, So I need to have all the skinny food sources on everything. And I've got a real sweet tooth. And this. Honestly, I was watching some YouTube by this guy the other day and like the shit he was having and he'd been on prep for like a week. I was like, what is wrong with you? So I tried to avoid a lot of that because I feel like it can make cravings worse. Yeah, I think it does. I'll eat plain for as long as I can. Yeah. Like I'll have literally just chicken, rice, veg for as long as I can. Then when I get really like starting, then I'll start putting like a little bit of something on stuff. But until then... Nah. Yeah, for me, it's just... too early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't. For me, it was just a bit of flavour drops in my baked oats. Oh, my God. Fun love of baked... It's so funny, actually, because in my 
my call with Joe before we started, I was like, don't like oats. I don't want this. I don't want that. I won't eat that. <laughs> and by the end of prep, some of these things were like my favorite meal. And we only changed them because of volume and stuff. And oats are good before bed, like when you're eating basically nothing because it can help with sleep. And he was like, just try it. Just try it one day. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But I could only have them baked. I refuse to have them normally because I'm picky. Oh, I love them. I love them and I prepped and it was the winter and I'd go and take the dog out and I'd come back and I'd be cold because it was cold and you're impressed. And then you have a bowl of oats. Like, that is the one. Yeah, I feel you. But baked oats are just next level. I can't do them. Every time I do them, I just... No. No, I'm a pro now. Pro at this point. But yeah, so it didn't get hard until like four weeks out from that first show. But the first show... And it was really funny because we were really struggling with what shows to do. Actually, we spoke because I was meant to do the CPN FitX show first. And yeah. No, FitX, CMP, that's the one. CMP, that's the one, yeah. So what are you going on about? I was meant to do that show and then we ended up moving everything around and making things complicated. But the PCA Midland show was really important because it was at the same venue as the first show. So in my head, it was like, oh, my God, this is redemption. Like, I have to, I ha this is this is the most important show of the season, and it's the first one. Um, I probably put a bit too much emphasis and pressure on that, because even if you look at the videos, like, from that show, I was shaking like a leaf. I nearly had a panic attack backstage as well, because I was just absolutely freaking out. But it was a great show <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day. Um, I... I did win the class. However, it was just me and one other girl. So, you know, coming coming out of it, I was like, yes, redemption. But at the same time, I was like, right, I don't think I've earned my keep yet. I don't think I've proven anything yet. Yeah. Um, but it was well, fantastic. Before you went to it, you come to my, uh, we did like a workshop, didn't we? And we had like, where your photo was on your podcast. Um, yeah, we had like a photo shoot and uh, like a posing workshop and stuff. And I remember you saying to me, you were like, yeah, but I've got a couple others because I want to get to British finals. So I, I've got a couple. And I was like, yeah, you'll get it in the first one. <laughs> no, 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 I won't. So I've got a few backups. And then I'm going to do this show as well if that one doesn't work out. And I was like, you'll get it in the first one. What is wrong with you? Honestly, that workshop was amazing. Can you remember, like, when we, we were waiting for um, someone else was getting their photos done? And I was like, should I just throw some figure poses in there? <laughs> yeah, because you were saying to me then as well, weren't you? This is how the figure thing come about. You're like, Molly, can I defigure? And I was like, mm, check some poses up. <laughs> Honestly, it was really funny because when I started my, so I'd watched finals the, the year before and I was like, I just love how these figure girls look. Like they look full, they look healthy. I want to be that. But then I was like, I don't have the muscle for it. So I started learning the poses, but not really like. Nice class. Huh? Toned figures are really oh. nice class. Oh, it's lovely. And I was like, so I was, I'd started learning some of the poses, but then as I kept dieting down and getting smaller, I was like, no, I, I, I didn't have any intentions of doing tone that season, but I was like, oh, we could throw one in. But then as I was getting leaner, I just started to take them out of my check and I was like, I'm not interested in it anymore. I'm going to concentrate on bikini. But then after winning the bikini class at Midlands, I was actually with a couple of my friends. <laughs> It's all right. Friends are allowed on the podcast. They're always in the podcast. Um, on that show, so Leah and Ella were both there, and they both do um figure. So 
we were we were talking after I'd gotten off stage and we were like, why don't we just go to PCA London and just do toned? And Phil was planning on doing London anyway because he was gonna do um he was doing classic there. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't planning on doing it because I wanted right. to do some of the others, but I was like, you know what, why not? So I went into that show, I think there was eight or nine of us on yeah. stage, and I did not expect anything we changed up my peak quite a bit because we wanted to fill out but yeah I wasn't expecting anything for that so to be honest it was probably one of the most enjoyable shows of the season in the sense that I had no pressure after doing Midlands and freaking out to then doing London having no pressure no expectations like I'm just gonna go and have a good time I learned a routine in four days and bless Ella she literally came to my gym made up a routine within 15 minutes and then taught me it and I was like I have no idea how you've just done that but watching her get creative was it was amazing and yeah. then I was practicing and sending her videos every single day like what do I do what do I do um but I was like you know what whatever happens happens so I'm not going to worry about the routine if I forget it I'm just going to throw out other poses and to be fair I was nailing it but then my music messed up so I, I then continued to do it, but I just changed a little bit because my music restarted in the middle of it. So it no longer made sense. Yeah. Coming on. So when <laughs> some of the photos on that show are hilarious because when they called me for third place, I absolutely lost it. I was like, what in the hell? Like I didn't even go into this prep trying to do tones. So to place in my first ever tone show was amazing. And then Phil came third in classic. So I was like, we're matching. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was really, really good. And I think that was like a week after Midlands. And then it was FitX. It's really funny actually with the whole prep, because FitX and PCA want quite a different look. It meant me and Joe had to try and be as strategic as possible with what we were bringing to Sage. <laughs> It's a funny one because most of it, I would say, uh, PCA just put you really, really hard. Whereas we don't want like that kind of, you know, when you see them and they just look ill because they're so, so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Like a tiny bit softer. So you still look healthy and you don't look like you're about to die on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. So some, some girls with PCA, when they've got the muscle, it still looks really good. But there's quite a lot of girls that don't necessarily have that muscle, but then they bring that conditioned really it's not it's not a look that I particularly favor in any sense no, that's why I wouldn't compete with PCA again because I feel like I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to bring that like I do I don't come in really hard mm. like I'm in kind of softish and like I'm lean but soft and I think like PCA wouldn't you hard and I'm like I'm just not it really is but then that's why I like toned with PCA. And I think if I was to do PCA again, I'd do toned because I couldn't do toned with VitX because of what they're looking for. And, you know, they, they quite like a denser look. I really like the figure look that they're looking for. I think it's more balanced in the sense as well in terms of a differentiation between each category. Yeah. But the toned PCA girls, a lot of the time, I think they want them softer and not as hard as they want their bikini girls. Like when you look at them side by side, yeah. they've they've obviously got more muscle, but a lot of the ones aren't as hard. Because they've got tone trained and athletic. Yeah, yeah. And their toned girls, I wouldn't say are that big really either. No, well, it says it all. I got third and toned. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a bikini girl. Yeah. 
so yeah then fit x was absolutely amazing it was nice as well because obviously i was backstage with you and steph and then obviously phil had your dog <laughs> yeah Baby, he was meant to stay in the. What was meant to happen? That was going to stay in the truck because I couldn't get dog sit. So I was like, "Well, I'm staying in the van anyway." And I was like, "Darren, I'll park around the back." And he's like, "They're not letting us park around the back." He was like, "Jazz can park around the back, but you can't bring the van around the back." So I was like, "Right, okay." And Jazz was like, "Look, I'm not going to take a dog. Mum's coming around to look after the dogs. So bring Bert and chuck him in because she's obviously got like a dog crate in the back of the truck. Yeah. Joe's truck." Mm. I put back and no, we drove up and we got there and I went to check he was all right and he was like shaking, he was not having a good time. And I think because it must have smelt of their dogs. Oh, yeah. We went, he ran into the house. Luckily, the dogs were all locked away because obviously their dogs can't mix. He ran in, ran through the conservatory where Zeus is, you know, that massive dog they've got. Yeah. Bert's bloody oblivious, runs in, doesn't even notice Zeus, and then Zeus is like fat on his crate, like, it's fucking huge dog of birds, like, oh my god. <laughs> Bloody shitting himself, running out again. Oh, bless him. And then we put him in the truck, so I think he was a bit traumatised. Oh, <laughs> he's literally so sweet, though. Um, yeah, he just sat with Ashley and Phil, didn't he? <laughs> they, they had a time of their life. I know. <laughs> Phil's loving life. He was, he was well happy. He was like, I've got a dog. <laughs> but yeah, you know what? That show was just, that's definitely the highlight of the entire season. Yeah. And it was, so, it was so funny because I was just so unorganised for it. Like the first time I went on stage, I got my timings messed up. Darren had said like, oh, you're going to be on in like, I don't know, 10 minutes or whatever. <laughs> and I'm so used to like, other federations kind of saying oh you're going to be on an x and then you're not and I didn't want to pump up too early so I'd I'd eaten my meal at that point and then all of a sudden I was like you need to go on I was like what I haven't pumped up I haven't got a glaze so I went on without a glaze for juniors and without a pump and I was like oh it's fine like we're here now um and I really really enjoyed it um, and then obviously winning, I don't know how many girls were on stage with me at that point. I can't remember. How are you? I think there's quite a few of you. I want to say, Juniors, there's about 14 of you. Well, I don't think there was that many. Maybe 10 for the first one. Mm. Well, compact. That's it. Yeah, I remember Juniors being a busy class because we didn't split it. But I think we were kind of close to. Well, I was number nine. So there was definitely nine of us because I was number nine. There was probably about 11. Yeah, maybe 11 behind me. But anyway, um, I kind of, when when they were announcing things, I kind of had, I didn't know where I I was. And when they were calling them out, I was like, oh my God, I've not placed. Because I was thinking in my head, oh, I think I've got third. So I've stood there like, oh shit, I've not placed. Oh God, what do I do now? Um, so when they call me for first, I was like, what? <laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And then I was like, oh my God, I get to go on with open now. I did the same thing again. You'd think I'd learn my lesson, but this time I'd gotten, I didn't have my carb up meal and I pumped up for like five minutes. Can you remember actually? Because I was like, I need to do like packing. And I was like, right, there's some pre workout there. Next summer that, because it's so I get the girls to pump up this thing called Sorologenic. Best thing ever if you can get hold of it. And I was like, fucking shake it like fuck, mate, down a bit of that, you'll be fine. 
yeah. and then I did like five minutes of lateral raises and then just ran out and I was actually wearing the wrong bikini as well because my coach wanted me to wear the other one but I'm actually glad I did because it's too yeah I like the black one I really do I was yeah really happy with that anyway so I was like okay I'm with the I'm with the open class now I'm not expecting anything we'll see how it goes so again when I won that I was like shut up where am I what kind of world am I in but yeah it was it was really amazing and the trophies are incredible like I was there afterwards because I had two I was like these are like five kilos I they're really heavy aren't they <laughs> um so yeah it was it was a really really good show and that was what third one of the season so I did six altogether I think yeah six um so after that one when, what did we do after that was it british finals yeah you yeah. would have done yeah you've done pc finals, british finals and then nfm yeah so i think there was like two weeks or something between so that show was probably my best look like i'd come in the lightest for that show as well i was about 51 kilos somewhere there and then this was the point where the brain fog was getting quite bad. It was starting to affect my work. So I had a conversation with Joe and I was like, look, like I know finals is the most competitive and actually we should be trying to come in tighter, but I just want to try and maintain, if not try and start reversing now, because I can't let this affect my work. We've yeah. had a good season. Like I'm happy with how we've done so far. My goals going into it were one top three placing and qualify for finals so at this point I was like I've got three first place and one third place in figure I'm over the moon with that so let's just ease up on things um so we did actually like just basically maintain we reduced cardio and stuff so it was almost basically like going into a reverse so by the time I was getting on stage for PCA I was 53 kilos so I was definitely softer, but I, I was still pretty happy with the look. Although going into it, I was like, I know this isn't the look that they're looking for for PCA, which was funny because I was like, I'm not even going to get first call outs, but I'm going to have fun and nail my eye walk so I get a nice video off the back of it. And then I, somehow I got first call outs at finals with PCA and I was like, what the f going on this season? This is incredible. Um, So I had a really good time there. And then it was... Was it the next day or the week after? It was the week after. It was a week after, yeah, because I remember we'd done Colchester and then we had that week, it was PCA and the next finals because I was going to go down to PCA one and JJ put me out a ticket and he was like, yeah, I've got a ticket sorted for you. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll drive down in the morning. Then I texted him and I was like, nah. Because <laughs> the thing is, Colchester is actually quite far from me in like North Devon. And then, so I did there and back, and I got back from Colchester at like half past one in the morning. I was fucking shattered. And then obviously like Mondays is always my busy day because it's like majority of my check-ins are done on a Monday. Mm. So then straight away, like you're putting yourself a negative for the week because like you've just not slept. Um, and then I was just like busy like all week, exhausted. And then it got to that PCA weekend. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go down and watch the girls. And I was like, I'm not like I'm really not and like I'd have had to get the train because my van was fucked like the clutch went on it a couple of weekends ago um and then knowing that I had then that drive up to Blackpool the following weekend I was like well actually I didn't drive I got the train in the end but I was just like I can't do it 
like it's too I don't bad. blame you because you've been at like most of the fit X shows as well it's a lot <laughs> yeah and really? that show as well that finals because I did I had a client in finals and then I had her in the well two in finals and then I had one at the NFM as well so I literally was like train up to Blackpool then Joe drove us down to Leicester and then got the train from like Leicester back home again I was like this is long yeah yeah I don't yeah I don't blame you on that one I wouldn't have done it I you know what I feel sorry for Phil like I've dragged him to like six shows this season and I was like I feel really bad for you because obviously the classes he's interested in as well he doesn't actually get to watch when he's coming to support me because usually he's running around like a nut, nut getting me like I don't know more chicken or whatever I need and then we watch my class and then usually we're taking photos and whatever so he always misses the classes that he's interested in like classic um so I felt really bad for him by the end of it I was like you've been a gem thank you um but yeah fit x final so again I was in that kind of reverse already so I was actually a kilo up by the time I got to that weekend so I was 54 kilos stepping on stage for fit x finals um so you know that's three kilos difference from when I won to getting on that final stage so to be honest I I, again, I wasn't expecting much because I was like, this isn't, when I placed with FitX, it was very much like, we love your look. We just want ever so slightly tighter, ever so slightly. Yeah. And we made a point of saying like, we don't want a lot, just just a little tiny bit. So I was like, I was going into it going, okay, so this- I your feedback for that one. I do huh? Northampton. Say that again. I do your feedback for Northampton. Uh, I went to Jazz. Oh, Jazz and yours, yeah. Yeah. And then I also spoke to Rachel. Yeah. I stayed after and asked them in person. Yeah. So it's just slightly tighter in the legs, slightly tighter in the glutes, but not like extreme, like literally a tiny bit. And they made a massive point of saying, like, don't, go you can either keep your look how you are or bring it in ever so tighter, but don't go extreme with it. Because obviously at that point, there was like four weeks between the shows. Um, so I was a little bit soccer, but I was like, you know what? I'm kind of still happy with this because I am still doing my other goals in life. Like, yeah, competing is a hobby for me at the end of the day. Career, relationships, all of that stuff. It does come first before it. So yeah. I was pretty happy with my decision. But going into it, I was like, yeah, don't even know if I'm going to walk away with a trophy today. Um, I think I'd said that to Rachel actually um, at the start of the day because I saw her um, as I was walking through. I was like, I don't even think. She's like, you've got this, just chill out. Um, so I was really happy with those two. I think I came um, third and fourth in the two categories became yeah. open. And then we kind of just had a pocket moment let's go and do nfm uk let's get one more time on the tone stage so i can do my routine again because my routine messed up with pca i was yeah. like i did not work so hard to learn that damn routine to not get an opportunity to actually present it how it was meant to be um so that was more of a just a why not um yeah. again i woke up as well wow, that show though was stacked like what wasn't it <laughs> i was like what the fuck has happened like everyone was insane I was like oh my god like yeah you know when you like you watch a show or whatever and like there's a few that are really really good and then there's a few that you're like 
did you walk on here by accident kind of thing yeah there was none of them like everyone looked really really good yeah it was it was a really good show as well because I think a lot of people took it more as a easy going like just a last hurrah last dance yeah. so there was a lot of girls that I'd been competing with over the last week few weeks that were there as well so mm. it was really nice because it was relaxed and we knew a lot of people and there wasn't any pressure either like there wasn't this pressure of to be honest for me there wasn't this pressure of I wanted to win um so with the tone class I came second I was like, yes and I'm not gonna lie I did check the criteria but then backstage they were like no you're meant to do that pose and I was like but I watched the video the video said you could do PCA pose so I got a bit confused on their pose and I don't think it's right on what was on their website yeah it's a little bit confusing and then they were like do a um your side tricep and I was like never done a side tricep before so this is gonna be like no whatever really yeah yeah so but anyway it was really good I had a lot of fun came second in that one with juniors um I didn't actually place with juniors and to be fair when I got a stage Phil was so funny he was like what was that and I was like what do you mean he was like your posing was rubbish what were you doing you didn't even look like you tried and I was like <laughs> he was like next time nail your posing and I was like should we just go home I'm not bothered anymore and he was like no you're going on you're paid to do the open class you're gonna do it and I was like all right I'll stay in my lane I'll do the open class and I came third in the open class for uh bikini but it was it, you know what those junior girls were incredible and actually we afterwards backstage we were like messing around in the posing room and Lily who won she looks absolutely phenomenal she looked incredible and I the fix the day before is that the Lily I'm talking about no no so that Lily did do it as well one in the grand bikini um and she also looked amazing but I'm talking about Lily who did um she did PCA finals this is her first season and she did so so well like she did first timers with PCA PCA finals and then NFM UK so she got her pro card twice at NFM UK because she won both of her junior uh her bikini categories she did junior with their pro class that show they were only giving them out to first place weren't they yeah they were giving pro cards out to first place but not second or third no because when I won my pro card with them I won it in the diva class where I come second. Oh. Yeah, because I, well, I then won the, the bikini as well, but I got given it because they, you know, they do the awards for whatever one's first. Diva was first and I'd won it in that one. Mm. Or I'd won the bikini, if that makes sense. Yeah, they only did first place, but I also think because of so many bikini classes, uh, they broke them down quite a lot. There was like yeah. bikini classes just for open bikini. Um so yeah, I I don't know, but it was it was a great show. It was really really good. We we had a lot of fun. There was no pressure, and then it was kind of like last hurrah. How did you find it? Two shows back back like one day after the next. Um, to be honest, the travel wasn't great because obviously Blackpool's really far. <laughs> so from Blackpool to Leicester, it wasn't great. But again, I had Phil, so it was like I could just. I had Joe, he's going to kill me, I know he'll listen to it, who put um, no motorways on his sat-nav. 
We're driving down. I'm going, why haven't we gone on a motorway yet? Oh, it's a no babe. Joe, this is really weird. We've not been on a motorway yet. Like, surely you take the motorway. Why are we going around all these like country lanes, like through these villages and stuff? Yeah. I don't know. Kept driving, looked down at his phone and he just started laughing. And I was like, what? He was like, I've had a void motorways on. I said, brilliant. They might get really bad car sickness. Hour and a half to our journey. <laughs> oh, you're joking me. No, and like Lucy was there, who's my client. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we should be there like this time. That is like, I don't know what she was doing. Brody was messaging me like, where the hell are you? Like, why are you guys taking so long? Like, it doesn't, because he'd obviously driven down the night before. He was like, it doesn't take this long to get here. And I'm like, oh, because you don't do avoid motorways like we do, apparently. Oh my God, that is triggering. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I get really bad car sickness on country roads as well, unless I'm driving. So, yeah. But um, it was it's- quite good doing them back to back. I was it, The only reason we decided to do it is because when I did FitX, the next day, we looked at it and I was like, why do I look better? <laughs> and when I sent my check to Joe, he was like, yeah, you look better. <laughs> so we were like, oh, we'll just, we'll just see what we can do. And because I wasn't really bothered about placing... Um, it was more about having fun that day because there was no pressure. I was like, why not? So when I woke up, I actually did like look probably the same as what I did with FitX. Um, and then, and I'd had a Nando's after I'd gotten off stage. So yeah. like, what food do you have with you? And because we'd stayed in the hotels, I was like, I've got nothing, but I can go to the supermarket and buy pre-cooked chicken and whatever. And it was like, well, no, you need X, Y, Z. So go and have a Nando's this is what you need to order. And I remember being in the car, like, I'm so happy right now, you and my Nando's. Um, oh, you know what? It was so funny with the um, Fit X show, though, because you know how they got a sponsor on every class? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they sponsored the junior class with um, uh, the donuts. And I was yeah. like, you're joking, I can't eat these. So they sponsored those with the donuts. And then the open class, they sponsored with the cookies. So now I've got, like, well I've only got one cookie in the freezer because I was like I have not got the willpower so when I'd gotten off stage some of the people who'd supported me for like every single show they literally drove to every single show I was like do you want cookies <laughs> eat these cookies please I'm only taking two did you give me a cookie I, I didn't know where you were <laughs> on the panel to be fair you've got one on the panel yeah you got a, like a what I didn't right because this always fucking happens to me Someone nicked my cookie. Every single time, right? I swear down. You're joking. I'm on the panel. So when you like when you first go in and you see the judges panel, right? Each of us have two bottles of water, a can of monster, a cookie, and then maybe something else. So like maybe like a little bag of sweets. Yeah. Um at finals we had a little pill pot each, and I've got like a X key ring, right? Lovely. I get to my seat every single fucking time. Someone's drank my monster. Well, at finals, this was the worst, right? Someone drank my monster. Someone had drank my water. Uh, my pill pot I'd already taken, actually, because um, I'd had mine and I put it in my bag and Triple J gave me his as well because I was like, I really need some. Um, And someone had fucking took my cookie. And I know who took my cookie. Will Dyson took my cookie. You've had it here first, people. The anabolic scientist, fucking cookie stealer. Called out. Called <laughs> out on the podcast. <laughs> You know what? The prizes from FitX were so good, though. Like, even the goodie bag just for participating. I was like, oh, 
I was digging through it. I was like, oh, monster. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what as well? Like, I was chatting down yesterday. It's going to be even better next year. I'm not going to lie. I cannot wait to compete with them again. Although I think I'm going to have next year off and then do earlier shows in 2024. Yeah. Like, I, I know myself well enough now that, like, although doing six shows was fine, obviously I started reversing after three. So for the next time I step on stage, I'm not that bothered about going to finals because what I don't want to do is the same thing again where I'm bringing a worse look for the finals when that's the most competitive part of the season. And I said to Phil, like, this season's been incredible. It has gone way above and beyond all of my expectations. And I genuinely thought, you know what, this might be my last time doing it because, like I say, it's a hobby. Then I was like, those swords look quite nice. I quite like a sword. So I think the plan is early 2024, seeing those shows, seeing what shows are about then and probably doing a couple there. I would like to do quite a few again because I yeah. always get the most of being lean, you know? And also it forces you to kind of stay on your diet because I was really worried about my reverse. So I was actually so happy that we almost started reversing early because mm. it the rebound afterwards wasn't really that bad. Like, no. And my my head is fine as well because it wasn't like a week and then like oh crap loads of weight it was it was still quite a bit like don't get me wrong I'm currently sitting at um 59.8 my lowest was 51 three weeks before finals um but the last time I got off stage four weeks ago it was 54 yeah still you know five kilos it's still a good chunk in four weeks but actually it's not it's not messed with my head much, like it's been all right. And me and Joe kind of just said, like, if we can just maintain this weight now moving forward while still having a bit of a life, then that would be ideal. Um, obviously, you know, ideally it would have been a little bit slower, but frankly, and Joe knows this, even in prep, I was like, I am enjoying my life. Even if I do need to sit there with a Diet Coke, I'm going out with the girls, I'm going to have fun. <laughs> and actually, like, when I look easier. And like, yeah. I see people all the time, they're like, oh yeah, but you know, if I go into prep, like I won't be able to go out and stuff. You can still go out. You can still go and do things on prep. I never missed a single social event when I was on prep. I would yeah. go to my friends. So I always did prep through like lockdown and whatever. So it was a bit different, but like I would go to my friends. She actually had a crate of that sugar-free Fanta for me in her house. Um, they were really supportive to be fair because it was my birthday on prep and they threw me like all these parties and stuff so um I would go down there I'd have sugar-free Fanta I'd have Diet Coke I'd take my chicken and rice with me like whatever food I needed I'd just take that down and look Tupperware I'd walk down the house to get my steps in have a little boogie with everyone I don't care have a little kitchen party cook me chicken halfway through the party walk home again steps in I've had a party I've still socialized with my friends they can get drunk and I'll just sit there and still enjoy myself and drink a Diet Coke. And like, that's how you do it. Yeah. At the end of the day, like it is your choice. And to those around you don't need to like suffer because of it. And this is what I was saying with Greece. So the wedding and stuff, we were in Greece for like three weeks. And that was in the middle of prep. When I came back from Greece, I was eight weeks out. So Mm -hmm. I was yeah, I can't I, I can't act like this is a normal holiday, but at the same time, I'm going to Greece to spend time with people and it's my bloody wedding. So yeah. I have 
I had my wedding off plan, of course, because I paid a lot of money for that food. Best believe I was eating it. Um, but like the goal with that was to go there and then come back at the same weight that I left at. And that's exactly what we did. I think I was actually like 0.4 kilos lighter coming back. But the goal was just maintain for three weeks and, you know, have your Hindu off plan and have your wedding off plan. Yeah. Rest of the time, stay on plan. But if you can't train for whatever reason, just go on your rest day food and whatever. So it, you can manage it all. And it was the best holiday I have ever been on. Like, yeah. because I was with all my friends as well. It's, we need to take away this thing about you can't have fun unless you're eating and drinking with everyone. Yeah. Strip it back. Strip it back. Like, why are you actually at that pub? Are you at that pub because if because you want a drink? If that's the case, you're probably an alcoholic and you probably need help. If you're at that pub because actually you just want to see your friends and have a good time with them, you don't need to add alcohol to that. You can still go on date nights and stuff. I've dated through preps. Like, I've I've done it. And, like, even when me and Joe go out, he doesn't really drink. I don't really drink. We didn't go out. We've done one going out drinking. Like, we go out and have fun. We went to that crazy golf thing the other day. Like, that was great fun. Like, Go and do things like that that aren't around alcohol. Oh, yeah. Have a monster. monster. You know what? One of my favourite, my highlights from the entire trip is we were toasting, like, before, just me and the girls when we were getting ready. We finished getting ready. We were doing a toast. They all had their champagnes. And I'm there with a can of white monster. Like, cheers. Yes. (laughs) I'd done that on my mate's Hendy. Like, so I was, like, just, like, coming out post-show. And I'm, like... I never used to drink energy drinks or anything before I competed, right? And now it's like an addiction. It's every day. Like, let's be honest, we're both recording this podcast with Monster in our hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd walk down to the shop every morning and buy a white Monster and I'd be like fucking hanging. Because I was like drinking on a Hendu. Hadn't drank for ages. I think I hadn't drank for a year before her Hendu. Wow. I didn't throw up. Can we just all appreciate this? I didn't throw up. I didn't pass out. And I did every single night. There's only three of us that did every single night. Me... Uh, the bride and one of the other bridesmaids so it can be done people it can be done every morning I was like get me a white monster out the fridge of that shop I need it I'm dying honestly it's almost just become a habit now like I feel like I can't start my day unless I've got a monster next to me I get caffeine withdrawals now and I don't drink coffee I don't like coffee so you know, that's the other thing you know when people judge you for drinking monster but then i'm like you literally get like a starbucks or a costa every day spend five pounds for one coffee i spend a quid and it does the same thing and it tastes better Mate, I'm we're going down the wholesalers we we discussed this uh yesterday we're gonna go down the wholesalers and get a crate because those ones i had for that day i paid eight pounds for those crates of monster for 12 12- what i need to get on that you I've need to them off amazon and they work out a pound of can pound of can that's quite good yeah you need a business and then you can go to um like macro or costco and then you get like it's you have to do it for your business which is fine because to be fair what we did i can put through my business um yeah and then there you go eight pounds for 12 monsters that's incredible it's so so good that is necessary as well to be fair, it wasn't my macro card at that point. I borrowed Brad's mum's, didn't I? <laughs> you must, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Put, like, fucking three crates there. And those coffee pods that we didn't even use. 
Um, so obviously you took t- quite a lot of time off and we kind of like explained why and stuff. Would you advise anyone else to take that amount of time off competing? I think it very much depends on circumstances. Like, And I think as well, you've got to make that decision once you're in in off season really as well mainly because like when you first step off stage you're on this like high of I just want to get back up there but actually you need time for your body to recover before you really think about getting back on stage now you can have a rough plan a rough idea but in 2019 my plan was 2020 is I'm going to compete at the back end of 2020 (laughs) and then pandemic happened and then I was like okay 2021 I've not I've not been training throughout 2020 apart from the first like three months so it didn't feel right for me to do 2021 so even though things are easing starting back in training and everything like that I was like it's just I'm not ready I know my physique isn't ready but also just timing isn't great so then walking into 2022 I was like okay I feel like I only really had about six months decent time in off season if you like because of the pandemic situation that we were in which again yeah. isn't even that long which is why now I'm going okay I want to get like at least a year off and then go again early 2024 but again I'm not going to be concrete in, in that decision until my hormones are back in check and I feel like my body is being efficient again and that it will respond because if you just jump into a prep again too early your body might not even respond to it like I know if I tried to diet now, it would not respond at all because my hormones are all over the place. Um, I am going to get blood work done as well just to see where I am because I think people, you know, it's not a healthiest thing to do to put your body in that position. Obviously, as a female, a lot of females will lose their cycle. I missed two of mine. Yeah. You know, it's been 60 days, according to my app. <laughs> so I'm like come back I'm ready for you but until all of these like things have happened and I feel like my body's in a good place I wouldn't think about getting back on stage all I'm thinking about now is recovering and then once I feel like I'm in a good spot then I'll aim into training and actually improving as much as I can because coming off stage we've actually reduced training to four days a week we've reduced cardio quite a lot um and our main focus is rest recovery getting our hormones back in check so blood work will be about six seven weeks post show just to see where we are um but yeah hopefully over the next couple of weeks I'll get my cycle back and be in order but there was a point as well like my skin you can see now that it's it's recovering from all of like the hormone spots that just came out when all of a sudden I was eating again um yeah we got bumped up straight away and I was eating quite a bit off plan too. Now it's starting to settle. My weight's starting to settle. I can feel myself and my body getting back into it. But realistically, it's still going to be months until I'm fully recovered, if you like. And also what I think is people don't, people underestimate like how much it takes to grow muscle. Like people be like, oh yeah, but I have like a good like, six month off season I'm like okay six month off season isn't really gonna do much like I'm like you know me I'm fucking brutally honest with everything it's not enough because you think realistically your body's gonna take I would say at least three months to fully fully recover from a prep if you've prepped properly and you've been truly stage lean and I mean that because 
like I said, you see some people that look a bit lost up there. If you have been stage lean and you've lost your cycle, whatever, even if you haven't lost your cycle, because I've actually, like, all my girls have kept theirs. That's amazing. Or been, like, I've had one that's been a little bit off, but it's not completely gone. Yeah. Um, But I still know, like, I don't think, like, oh, just because you've still got your period means your hormones are fine. Like, no, they're not fine. So realistically, you're looking at minimum, if you've kept your cycle, like three months realistically, for your hormones to be in the right place, for everything to be where it should be. That's three months of that. Then it's three months of growing. How much muscle, as a woman, are you going to build in three months? The reality is that of that is literally fuck all. Fuck all. Like, you're not going to be building loads. It might You might think, oh, I've built loads of muscle. No, you look like you've built loads of muscle in your check-ins, because you've just got loads of glycogen in the muscle. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's just loads of glycogen in the muscle. It's not actual muscle tissue there. Once you strip back again, it's going to be gone. Mm-hmm. And like those three months, and as a woman, like most bikini girls are natural or take a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe a little bit of plan, your humbine, T3, T4 for fat burn, and that's not going to really help you build much muscle. Um, point can kind of help a little bit but neither here nor there really Mm. and as a woman what you are going to be using if you're using safely is going to be very very minimal doses of stuff which again it's not gonna you're not going to be building loads because you've not got that in your body too so a six month off season realistically you're building for three months you're going to build fuck all like if you need to build muscle if you're the judges say to you you need to build muscle take a year out man yeah i completely agree the only time that i think it's kind of acceptable to just do less time is if you don't need to build muscle yeah you know your shows you fit the criteria perfectly you're not planning on moving category as long as you can get your hormones in check okay maybe six months is fine if Mm. you want to respond to that but if you want to build muscle there's so many girls especially like people who are just getting into it and you know juniors whatever who have just done their first season and you get the itch, you want to get back up there. So all of a sudden you're planning your next time, but you've not even gone through a reverse before. So you don't know what to expect. You don't know how you're going to respond to that. And yeah, I completely agree with you. It's not long enough for you to actually make a real good improvement. If yeah. your feedback was you've got the muscle, but you need to be leaner. Okay, maybe go again, yeah. in, you know, the following I mean, year. If your feedback's that, and if it's like, yeah, you've got the muscle, you need to be leaner or you just need to sort your posing out or little tiny tweaks and yeah, fair enough. But if your feedback's that, realistically, you're going to be at the high, like you're going to be winning shows. Yeah. Unless you're winning shows and winning overalls, like your feedback, nine times out of 10, is not going to be, you don't need to grow. Yeah. Like you'll always need to grow if you want those top spacings because it's bodybuilding. Like you can't come on stage with no muscle and it, expect to win like it's not going to happen exactly it's not just a dieting contest is it yeah. and also I think like why are you doing this like for me it's and I've said this on podcast before is that my goal is that I come back better every single show yeah. and that's why I know already I'm not competing next year because I've basically not trained for a year well not trained properly since May like what I would call proper training since May so I need that year to put back on the muscle that I know I've lost because I'm like realistic about things and to come back better than I was before. Yeah. So if I need to take two years out, I'll take two years out. It won't, it'll be two and a half years out. 
because I want to go back end of 2024. But that's going to make sure that I'm then bringing better to stage. And I won't step on stage next. Yeah, it might be that next year I could step on stage. But realistically, if I'm only, only bringing the same look as 2021, I could win everything and I still wouldn't be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd rather go look better than I did last year, lose and look better. Like that's to me what it's about. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And the the other thing that I wanted to speak about, actually, because I've had, like, I'm not going to say loads of people messaging me because I'm not like that. Yeah. But I've had, like, five... <laughs> All right. How many followers have got, like, 20K? <laughs> but I've had, like, five... Over the last, like, couple of months since I did Toned as well as Bikini, yeah. about five or six girls just messaging me, asking me about the categories and what they're looking yeah. for and, you know, what made me make that decision as well as is it a possibility for them to do the same thing? And I just want to kind of address it a little bit because I don't know about you. Now, my shape carries me a lot. Like, I've not got a lot of muscle foretoned. I do have, like, a decently developed upper for a bikini girl, but I don't have, like what you would normally see for toned and again we're looking at different federations with this and I think you know from some of the conversations I've had it's almost now like oh because I've seen a couple of girls do it this season where they've done both and the theme of it is kind of a lot of them have really good shape where they've done well in both Mm. and I I think people need to really reflect on that and speak to their coach about what the right thing to do is going into your season. You don't know how you're going to look when you get leaner as well. So you might... I think I find that a lot is a lot of people think they've got a lot more muscle than they have. And they think... I've had a lot of people message me um, and say, look, I think I should be in trained bikini. And I'm like, cool, let's see your bikini. And I I think I need to be in figure because I've got loads of muscle. And I look at them like, your bikini. Like, you're not even trained bikini. Like it's understanding how much muscle is actually needed for those classes. I have had people come to me saying they want to do, um, I've had a couple now saying they want to do, I've had one essential to bikini and I moved a strep to trained. And I've had a couple that have come to me for bikini and I've moved them into trained bikini or uh, trained figure, sorry, or trained bikini. Like I do move people, but yeah, it's nine times out of 10 when people come up to me and it's normally, what it is, is normally they come to me saying they're bikini. Can you pose me for bikini on bikini? And I'm like, no, mate, you need to move. <laughs> um, But it's normally people when they come to me, it's they think they're bigger than they are. And I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but you're, you're not. I think this is why it's so important to one, go to a coach that understands what the judges are looking for and the different federations. Yeah. But also they know posing as well as the the federations because obviously you can look at people's shape and you can go actually you would look better in that category because of your natural shape yeah the muscle there and then you can build on that have an off season with that coach to work to whatever category that it is you want to do i was testing the waters when i did figure right like we had no expectations of it but i just think a lot of people go okay well she's done well in both so can I do that? And the answer isn't necessarily no, but it's a, you need to speak to your coach, opposing coach, get their thoughts, learn both. There's no harm in learning both. And learning. Exactly. The, like the, I'm more than happy for anyone to message me in regards to the FedEx criteria mm-hmm. and talk to them about like where I think they should sit. Like I get people come up to me the day of the show 
like uh, Northampton, Darren pulled me off the panel for like three different people to check. I found that really interesting where like there's someone I think had registered for bikini tone, no, bikini figure and wellness. Yeah. I was like, can you? Can no, we want to do it. This but is so the thing with FitX as well. I think there's a nice differentiation between each class. Like you can tell with every federation, and I don't understand why there's not. Like I saw some girl the other day, and the thing that I couldn't understand more was she'd won masters bikini, she'd won trained bikini, and she'd won wellness. How can you be the per the I quote unquote perfect fit for all three of those criteria? Bikini masters and trained bikini. Yeah, I can see it because you're still looking for that. It's the still balanced physique and bikini masters is more of a um, conditioned look than you what you'd see in open bikini. So yes, then, and then you'd expect to see more muscle on a masters competitor as well. Um, You know, more muscle maturity, more denser muscle, the same that you'd expect to see in a trained bikini. So I was like, yeah, okay, I can understand that. But I can't understand how you can then win a wellness class because so different. It's, how can you be balanced, upper to lower proportions balanced in the two bikini classes, but then wellness is an unbalanced look because the legs would be two thirds of the upper body. Yeah. So that doesn't work. And I mean, to a point you can pose with each. So if I was to pose as a bikini competitor and if I was to pose as a figure competitor, I could probably get away with it a little bit. Because I know my angles and I know how to pose. But with wellness, again, I know my angles, I know how to pose. I'm not a wellness girl. I hit wellness poses, I coach wellness poses because I can do them. But I don't look like a wellness competitor in them because I never will. Because I don't have that lower body proportions. Yeah. So it's very much like the federations really need to take ownership of that and be like, okay, this is what we're looking for. And stop blurring the lines between because that's when competitors don't understand. That's when you get, oh, the judges don't know what they're looking for. Because if I'm awarding the same person for multiple categories where the criteria is different, yeah. like, yeah, that means that you don't know what you're looking for. You you can't you can't have that. Um, which is why they did with FX. And and yeah. I think it's the right thing to do. Like you can't be both. I genuinely think it is the right thing to do. And, you know, it, it takes care of the athletes as well. Yeah. I know everyone's going in to win, but this is why I, I make such an emphasis. As long as you bring in better than your last, regardless of what happens on the day, just enjoy it because you can't control who shows up. No. Yeah. There, there, was, there was a couple as well of competitors who I'd competed against in other shows yeah. who were doing with me so I know what they look like and stuff but we're doing different federations now so yeah. I'm not going to go and expect to win because it's what those judges want on the day it's a different federation it's a different criteria just do to read the criteria oh yeah that's what I get a lot of oh, well, 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 well. have you read the criteria like have you actually read what we're looking for if you haven't don't come at me because you don't like my like decision Mm. Like you can't blame the judges if you've not even read what they're looking for. Yeah. If I wrote in the criteria, right, okay, if you want to do bikini, that's fine, but every bikini girl's got to wear a pink bikini and you turned up wearing a blue bikini and you didn't place. Well, if you read the criteria and it says you've got to wear pink, then you've got to wear pink, mate, because that's the criteria. Yeah, exactly. Like people need to take ownership of their own thing as well. 
Um, but yeah, I guess as well, it's what federation you're doing it in because like we were saying with PCA, there's not the like specific poses you have to hit, is there, with figure? No, there, there is. So, well, you've got a choice between two on your side shot. Um, but then you, you actually, there's kind of a choice between two with all of them because even your overhead shots, you can do different leg positions and stuff. Yeah. The reason why I really enjoyed it because the only thing that carries me in figure at the moment with my size is the overhead shots and the side shots in a in the PCA style where you've got one leg straight. If I did an IFBB or FitX style posing where both feet are together I'm not dense enough I'm too small it wouldn't showcase so I can get away with it because my waist is quite small in an overhead shot I can kind of get away with the fact that I've not got that much muscle everywhere else because it's kind of proportionate um but yeah with fit X, um sorry with PCA that's what I kind of liked about it because it meant and yeah. utilize posing to your advantage in order to get where you want to go obviously some people will argue that maybe it's not as fair then because actually how do you judge two different poses which is a fair enough comment in my opinion like if someone's doing the two bro style and then someone's doing the normal pta style it's like how do you really judge yeah but it's about bringing your best right so yeah and to be honest i think the the effects and two bros is nowhere to hide in poses you like can't. I, yeah. I was like, I cannot do uh figure out fit X because I was like, I can they are my worst poses. Yeah, yeah. normal poses, it just I, I can't you can't hide in them, like you say. You've got to have the tissue there to be able to pull it off. And I just didn't <laughs> I don't have that dense look. <laughs> yeah, it is it's just what looks good. And like you said, like I can kind of throw an arms overhead one and look all right. But if I went in those ones, to be fair, front and back's not too bad for me because I've got quite good lats. But yeah. as soon as I hit the hit the side, like, nah, not really. Mm, I feel you. So stick to bikini. I'm fine with that. Well, I'm um, so are you gonna kind of go into figure more then, or? I I really don't know. I've been speaking to well. Me and Joe briefly spoke about it when I got off because I'm not a junior anymore with bikini. That's one of the reasons why I was like, right, I want to make the most out of this category before potentially moving on. Um, the conversation at the moment is I could tailor myself and because of my shape, hopefully become a great bikini athlete. Mm. Or I could push myself, gain quite a lot of muscle, but then I feel like I would still be an average bigger bigger athlete even if I pushed really hard had quite a long time off mainly because just like naturally just where I hold muscle I don't have naturally the best quads I'm bringing them up as much as I can but it's just not something like insertions are quite low etc so it's one of those that with bikini I think if I really honed in on the details of the look came in a bit tighter really emphasized having quite a small waist and just the proportions the x i could probably be a great bikini athlete if i really try and push to do figure i don't think i'd ever be great i think i'd do well i can carry myself through with my shape but i don't think i'd ever be like great 
So it's one of those that I think, for me, I want to stay in bikini. But I do think I'd probably throw in a couple of figure shows, maybe like reversing out when I'm a little bit like fuller. Yeah. Come in quite, you know, come in how I need to, to do well in bikini and then maybe do a later show, a little bit fuller, doing bigger, but yeah. with PCA and it would, I would need to just fill up quite a lot and I'd naturally just be, you know, slightly softer than what I would be for my bikini. And I guess as well, it's what your goals are. Like, are your goals to go pro? If your no. goals are to go pro in figure, it's a hell of a lot. The the jump in the IFBB from bikini to figure is bloody huge. It is, isn't it? And but if that's your goal, you need to really think about that. Like, I, I'm really, this sounds awful. I'm really not bothered. Like, I enjoy it. It is a hobby. But at the end of the day, I've got my current career and a lifestyle that I want to live yeah it's it's one of those things that I'm kind of doing on the side it keeps me accountable I really enjoy it but I'm not really interested in going pro or going really far with it I just want to do a couple of shows and continue to do well and have a little that's okay because I think there is a lot of pressure on people to go pro like after like my season last year oh you're gonna try and go pro next year I'm like yeah well for a bit I was like yeah yeah maybe I'll like do a qualifier see like where I sit but actually I don't want to yeah I don't want to at all as well that like when you get there it's like okay I'm now a pro but now I've got to be pro level and if you've got to push really hard to get to pro status it's like are you pro worthy yet yeah are you going to go to the Olympia and I think you've got to start quite young and naturally have that very specific shape in order to do that and I, I'm I'm not gonna lie I'm just not dedicated enough to it yeah. and I speak to Joe all the time I'm like look it's for me but it would limit my opportunities too much yes 100% because as a pro I wouldn't be able to go to certain expos representing certain brands yeah I wouldn't be able to um judge like I do at the moment I wouldn't be able to work for fix at all um, I wouldn't be able to pose for any other federation apart from my FBB. And I'd say about 80% of my posing at the moment is PCA, FitEx, NFM UK, purely all of that business. It's not two bros, uh, MPC style. I do do it, but like the majority isn't that. So I would be wiping out all of that clientele. My actual coaching clients, I've not had one step on a uh NPC RPB stage yet. I think I've got one next year that wants to do it. Um but oh, I wouldn't be able to be be seen at other federation shows. Yeah. And it do you know what? It just makes life really difficult. And like as much as it would be cool to be like, yeah, I'm an IFBB pro, actually like I just want to have fun with it and I want to put my effort into my clients. Like great. And do you know what? The bloody cost of it as well I, I looked at it because we would because I told you posing for it didn't I ages ago when I come down and trained with you yeah yeah and I did practice that and to be honest it did start to look quite good as I was getting leaner I looked at it and I was like okay I can do that show and to be fair I could do a lot of categories as well but 125 pound a piece no no I'm not I'm not gonna do it and I don't know whether many people have actually watched 
the way that the shows are run with two rows, but gosh, they run so late. They tend to be quite unorganized. This is not meant to be a bashing session, but just from observation, it is, it, it's just not for me. It doesn't look enjoyable when I watch people do it. I don't see that sense of enjoyment. And I think people put so much pressure on becoming pro that a lot of the time it just ends in disappointment for them. Yeah. I'd much rather be on an amateur stage with a different federation, have the time of my life, hopefully walk away with a trophy. And if I eventually became pro, you know, PCA pro, that sort of thing. Amazing. But at the same time, I enjoy being an amateur. You've got more options. You can do more shows. You've got more opportunity just being an amateur in that federation. So for me, I'm just, I'm not really interested in it. I like my life. <laughs> um, next question. Competing as a black woman, because your hair. Oh, God. It's like, are we going to talk about the hair? God, the hair. The hair. <laughs> On prep as well, I'm not interested in doing my hair. So I have quite curly hair, um, like pretty much Afro style normally. This here is a headband wig. There you go, How girl. Letting out my secret. You can't see me, but this is a headband wig that I'm wearing now. Um, for my shows, I wanted to bring like a more traditional bikini look in the sense of having that beach-like wavy hair. So I wore a wig for my first two sh- shows. Mm. Uh, no, first three shows, I wore a wig. So I wore my, um, it's actually my wedding wig. <laughs> very expensive um but it's just a lace front that you glue down so it actually tends to look quite natural but it takes ages to put it on right and then style it etc so I wore this headband wig for toned figure because I was in London anyway for the weekend and I was like I don't want to have to deal with my hair so my hair underneath is braided wig over the top this is like a hat and then I was like you know what I I can't be bothered to because you still got to sort of wash your hair and do everything like that normally even if you're wearing a wig for show day so I was like you know what I need my braids back it's a look it's a vibe I'm getting my braids back now the braids take like six hours to get done but it does mean you roll out of bed looking somewhat decent (laughs) every day let alone on show day when actually again it means show day is so smooth and easy because I don't worry about getting my hair done and I do my own makeup as well, because again, ease, money. I do my own tan because I've got my base. <laughs> I do put a base on top of this. Just yeah, so I was going to say you do as well. Um, but, you know, it just means it doesn't look streaky or anything on me. Um, and it just saves money overall. I think I spent 40 quid on the two bottles of tan, base coat and top coat. It lasted me all six shows. So, really? yeah, the base ran out on my last show. And I've still got top coat left, like a good full bottle, or like half a bottle. So I've done my tan. I have done my tan myself before. Mm. And I think I think it would have lasted three shows, but I put two base coats on. I'm very, very pale. Like mm. I'm very pale. Um, See, so yeah, I put two coats on the base. But do you know what I do now though, if I was competing like, next week, whatever, I would do a base coat, shower it off, and then get the tanners to do a base and top coat. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that if you are. Yeah, because to be fair, whenever I was getting on stage, I was pretty much the same colour as everyone else as well. I would play with it a little bit. Like one show we did two bases. I think that was for London. 
Um, and it still looked really, really good. It was slightly darker than what mm -hmm. it was for the other shows, but it just saves money as well. And it's just the ease of things. Like I'm getting my braids done tonight as well because I'm going on holiday next week. And I'm like, I just I just don't want to have to deal with my hair. My hair's long as well. So it's long and curly, which makes it 10 times harder to just deal with and style. And I'm just, I don't have time for it. I'm not interested, especially when you're doing cardio and stuff. Cardio in the morning, training in the evening. You know what, actually, I'm going to do this because my hair, I've got a lot of hair. Mm. And like when I'm doing cardio and it's all like sweating, it's sticking to you. I'm like, uh honestly, do like French plaits. I French plaits a lot to be fair. It Under just my wig, wig, isn't it? Yeah. Then? Yeah. Under this wig is French plaits. This is like a hat. I've got a video of Phil putting it on and dancing in my gym clothes. I should send that to you. It's hilarious. <laughs> John, my stepmom went for a phase with buying wigs, but hers was like Yours doesn't look like you're wearing a wig. You literally just look like you've got your normal hair and like an Alice band because you get the hair that matches hmm. your natural hair anyway. My stepmom used to buy these wigs, right? And honestly, like she's like naturally blonde and she'd buy like really dark brown and they're, like really cheap ones off eBay and be like, oh, can I, should I wear this to the pub? And I was like, please don't ever wear that. My stepmom's like insane. Like she drives a pink convertible KA. At like perspective, the headband wig that I'm wearing now, which is considered one of the cheaper ones, this was 90 quid. My my main wig that I wear for special occasions, and I did for the photo shoot as well. We didn't yeah. we used the same photographer we used for your um event as well, because it was just so so good. He's good. Uh, but that one was 650 quid. Jesus. My mom brought it for me as a wedding present. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Shout out to mother. Yeah, no, my stepmom, I think she paid like 20 quid for it. Yeah, and the lace front as well. So this one's headphone, but the lace front, because you glue it down, it just looks like your hairline. It's amazing. Yeah, you don't know. You don't they, know. Like, they were putting the medals on me as well. They were like, oh my God, your hair is amazing. And I was like, yay. <laughs> but yeah, so that's your top tip to anyone is get a wig. Get a wig. Get a wig or braid it. If you are a mixed or black girl, just get a wig or get braids in. Obviously, some federations are more picky than others. Because look, read the criteria. The criteria, it does judge you on your hair and your makeup. So make sure you're considering what you're doing with your hair and your makeup. Um, yes. Show day. That's not to say that you can't wear your natural curly hair. You absolutely can. And there's some girls out there that that they do that and they look absolutely incredible. Phoebe Hagen does, uh, that Jordan does as well. Like they they are wearing their natural like Afro curls and like it's really nice to see. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, I just don't particularly like doing my hair. It's, it's the upkeep, I think, to, to do those curls and make them look nice though, isn't it? Oh yeah, without them being frizzy as well. Because mine are a lot tighter than like Jodie's or Phoebe's. They're like, yeah, just really tight. Yeah, it's not quite as extreme as it could be. They could be tighter, but they're like, they're, yeah, it's an afro if I brush it out. Like, I think I have seen it before, actually. Usually when I take my braids out, I take a photo and put it on my story because I think it's hilarious. I just walk around like a cloud. It's like a pillow. It's amazing, but I don't appreciate my curls as much as I probably should. But then, to be fair, it's the same with anyone. Like, I've seen girls go up on stage, literally just tighten a ponytail 
Yeah. Just put a bit of effort in, man. You can make curls look amazing. You really can. Yeah. And yeah, there are times like what I like to do actually is braid the front half of my hair, like came rolls back, and then have my natural hair out. And that looks just a neater way of doing it because, again, like my hair is literally afro, that if it's all out, it's just a bit too much for me. Um, so if I braid the front and leave the back out, it's nice and curly, but it's not too much. In yeah. It. it looks tidy rather than you just rolled out of bed. Preps and relationships. What are your top five tips for this? Because you and Phil prepped at the same time, didn't you? Yes, we did. You didn't kill each other. No, we actually didn't. To be honest, when we were prepping at the same time, it was almost like easier as well. But I wouldn't say that for the majority of people. I think you've got to remember, me and Phil have been together for eight years and we've lived together for like five, six years. So, and we we spent lockdown together as well, 24-7 on top of each other. So it, it's fairly unique in the sense that it's not like a brand new relationship and then you're jumping straight into a prep. We know each other very well. We know each where we push each other's buttons and we're not really like the type of couple to argue like if we have a disagreement we'll talk about it we'll have a conversation and if I and I will put my hand up and say sometimes I can be too emotional I will put my hand up and just be like Bill I need an hour leave me alone we'll talk about it in a bit yeah I think that's all women I literally cried yesterday because I curbed the wheels of Joe's car and I thought he was angry with me and he was like, they're fucked, Molly. I fucked them. I was like, oh, she's already angry with me. He's like, you've just done your period. Shut up, you'll fight. Okay. Honestly, like, it could be so funny. But Phil knows that as well. Like, he knows if I'm in that mood and I just need to be left alone. So with us prepping together, I started my prep a lot earlier than he literally did eight weeks. So I was on prep for a lot longer than, than he was. And it was very much like, okay, I'll just manage my own own thing. Um, towards the back end when I started to struggle he was then out of his prep anyway because he only did one show I was really struggling between PCA London and finals so he was really really supportive there there was occasions where we'd be on a car trip though and he's openly said this like on our way to um, one of the shows to to London so yeah. his only show of the season he was like I feel like I need something so we stopped at the services he ate, he ate two packs of mini cheddars and something else, like a protein bar, the day before our PCA London show. And I was like, you're really taking the piss with this. And I was in the car like, I'm bloody starving, but at least I've got rice cakes when we get to the hotel. But it was just so, like, he, he was very, very relaxed. He only did his show because I, I wanted to do a show together. So he wasn't really competing for any other reason than that. So he was very relaxed by it. He wasn't really, you know how some people get so hyper-focused on the end goal that everything else kind of gets pushed aside and I need to do this at this time and anyone that gets in my way, you're annoying me. It doesn't get like that and I also didn't get like that because we're quite... I think that's the... You've got a very good relationship, you and Phil anyway. Mm. Like I know you both obviously I know you a lot better than I know Phil but you've got a very for people that are quite young as well like you're married at like 23 yeah that's insane <laughs> um you've got a very mature relationship with each other that you talk to each other mm. so we've kind of forced up to like 
to grow up together. Like we both, our backgrounds weren't the best start. Like growing up, we had really, really difficult childhoods. And then when we met, you know, Phil had just lost his dad as well. And we were in this situation where we both kind of wanted to get out of the house that we were in. Like me less so, because my parents are really relaxed. They're really chilled. Um, He actually ended up moving in with me and my parents for like two months. And then we were like, let's just see if we can rent or buy we did a mortgage calculator on the off chance we were really lucky like at 18 we brought our first house because we just done a mortgage calculator rather than doing rent and it was literally I worked at TK Maxx this is my message to all of you guys do a mortgage calculator because I worked at TK Maxx making like what eight pound an hour (laughs) and somehow I got approved for a mortgage at 18 go girl so yeah and I think we were just oh, that way. You get yourself into debt first and then no one wants to lend to you <laughs> well you didn't date an arsehole to be fair I dated an arsehole that got me into debt that's where it started if it makes you feel any better I'm in a world of debt right now <laughs> <laughs> you've got a mortgage I got more than just a mortgage debt two weddings in the space of a year plus a prep yeah it's true I'm not good not good. And I brought a new car at the start of the year, which is a bad decision. So Phil got rid of his car, actually. Now we've got one car because uh, I make bad decisions sometimes. But that's the thing. Like, we are still young. We're still learning. We are where we are in life. And it's fantastic. But there's decisions we could have made that were better in terms of finances, etc. But I wouldn't change anything for the yeah. world. Like, we didn't have that kind of support in the sense of you know when some parents they're quite savvy with money and what you should do with it we didn't have that we very much just had to learn as we went which sometimes is a good thing because actually we're not influenced by other people's preconceived notions of how you should spend your money but it does mean that you know you're going to rack up a few credit cards you're going to get a few loans and yeah we are where we are but I'm not mad about it fillers but I'm not (laughs) To be fair, like, I I think as well with us, the way we work. So I work from home. He also works from home. Um, But I I go into the office more than he does because my contract's actually office-based, whereas his is home-based. But our career paths as well, since me working at TK Maxx to where I am now, we've been steadily moving up. So our lifestyle has steadily moved up with it. But now we're at the point where we're like, okay, we need to stop with this oh, we've got money, let's have this extravagant lifestyle. We need to just take it back. Let's pay off our debts. And then we'll enjoy things once once we're doing that. But I'm tr- trying to get a promotion at the moment. I'm like, come on, give me more money. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sure you'll get it. Um, but, yes, yeah, so that's your tip, really, is to talk to each other, be mature. I guess when you're struggling, like, pick the, pick the other one up. You've got to empathise with each other because it's so easy for this sport to become very, very selfish and very, very focused on your end goal. I'm not saying don't be focused on your end goal, but you need to empathise with the other person that's in the room with you and constantly around you. If you're horrible to be around 24-7, then, you know, that's never going to be good for your relationship. We make a point of, oh, we're still going to go out. We're still going to have fun. Even if it is just... I don't know, an extra treat taking the dogs to the Cotswolds rather than walking around the estate. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, just small things and actually trying to spend time together rather than just going into this autopilot of cardio work gym, cardio work gym and never doing anything yeah. else. You've got to still be present in your relationship, but then you have to emphasize when things get harder and just be empathetic to each other. And I think when the other person feels like you understand how they might be feeling in that time, it's easier to just be around each other. And yeah, I just think communication is key for it, really. Awesome. I've got two questions uh, from Instagram. Now, they might be from the little stupid bot thing, which they are sometimes, because uh, I basically forgot to put up the question box. <laughs> oh, do you have a dog? You can answer that one. I've got two. <laughs> um, I've got a miniature Dachshund, Hercules. He's chocolate and tan dapple. He's the one that was barking earlier. And then at the start of the call, I don't know whether anyone heard, but I have a American XL bully named Apollo. He's 50 kilos. He weighs the same as I did in prep. Oh my God. I couldn't walk him because I was like, oh, can't control you anymore. But he was he was wallowing downstairs when Phil <laughs> left the house. <laughs> so you might have heard him at the start. So funny. If he stands on his hind legs, he's 5'2 as well. Jesus. He's a big boy, isn't he? He really is. He's beautiful though. They both are beautiful dogs. Right. Your last question then, which everyone gets, is for everyone listening to this, what is the one thing you want them to take away from today's podcast? Hmm. I think it's just remembering your why and your health. Do not let something that is a short term goal in your life, because let's be honest, prepping for a show for one season is a short term goal. Do not let that jeopardize your health and potentially your future, because I think there are a lot of trends, a lot of things going on in the industry at the moment. It's really easy to be influenced by. And there's a lot of coaches out there as well that actually might not have the education or they are pushing something that they don't understand that might affect your health and you've got to think do you want to have children in the future do you what is your long-term goal as well as your short-term goal so know your why and just be sensible don't just jump into things you've got to be reasonable about this and there's got to be a level of maturity when you're putting yourself through this process because it's not easy and it shouldn't be taken lightly either no absolutely that's a, a massive takeaway that I think is really really important when like you said there are a lot of coaches out there and it, it's terrifying it is scary it, like the people that come to me sometimes it terrifies me what is out there and what is still coaching yeah when Phil it, was doing it as well like you would just have a con con consulting call with someone and they'd say some stuff that their old coaches made them do and you're like do you understand what that's doing to your body? Um, and unfortunately, there's a lot of girls out there who have got permanent long-term side effects that you can't reverse. And it was from a decision they made at a young age that they should have never been in that situation in the first place. I remember you telling me about that girl and she was being put on like all these different drugs. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Awful, absolutely awful. And like they know it as well now in terms of their symptoms their voice changing all of these things that they're not going to be able to reverse no it's really sad because it's just you've now 
affected your entire life on a decision that really is only going to affect you for a year if it's the prep that you're doing obviously yeah. if you've got longer term goals in competing and being a bodybuilder and you want to go far in a bigger category in the IFBB or whatever you need to understand the sacrifices that you're going to have to make in order to do that it should yeah. be a decision to take lightly by any means um, but also there's a lot of young girls now coming into the bikini category yeah. doing a lot of things they just frankly don't have to do yeah because their coaches tell them to because coaches like a lot of coaches out there want quick results that they can put on their social media because their clients look great they're in condition they've got loads of muscle cool whatever shame your client's blood work yeah you don't want to share that do you I think a lot of girls are scared to get their bloods done as well and I'm like you know well, they, take they don't need to because only men really need their blood work too and like get your bloods done I'm gonna get mine done again in next week or two actually yeah I think it's so so important you've got to see where you're at and you need to take time to recover properly yeah blood lab or eval if you're gonna get your bloods done guys blood lab or eval because They'll take it intravenously. They'll do it properly. These yeah. things are lots of crap. Um, speaking from experience there. But thank you very much, Kez, for joining me. Um, any final words? No, I don't think so. No, cool. If they want to find you on social media, where can they find you? This is a mouthful. Instagram is Kazaya Sumarkis. Good luck spelling it. <laughs> right, so if you want to find Kaz on Instagram, go on my page which you're probably following anyway, but it's Molly Jane underscore bikini. Find this episode, click on it, and she'll be tagged. Perfect. And you'll get there quicker. <laughs> Honestly, now, if I if I ever have to say my name to anyone, they're like, what? Because I've got Phil's surname, which is Greek, so... <laughs> yeah, that's even worse, isn't it? It, it was worse. <laughs> but thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have, a, have listened and you've enjoyed it, please like, share... Subscribe to the channel, whatever it is that you're meant to do there. Share on your stories, tag us in it if you can find us. If not, just just tag me, I'll tag her. Um, <laughs> that would be great. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you bye.